This is Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman. And you're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming at DCAUreview.com and on your favorite podcast app. Get charged up for action that'll shock your system. Tell me that's not cool. An unstoppable superhero and his crew embark on impossible missions and will bring mutated villains to justice. When static's in the house, bad guys better step off. Pull the plug on crime with the adventures of Static Shock. Yeah! Hey everybody, welcome to episode 255 of the DCAU Review. I am one of your hosts, Cal, with me, my good friend, good brother, the man that runs our Twitter account. That's right, it's Liam. Liam, welcome to episode 255 of the DCAU Review. We are uh, we are back, back home safe and sound. Uh, we, uh, we took a little detour last week for our second annual April Fool's episode that... Uh, really takes us off course but we are safe and sound back here in the dcau proper for the uh for the foreseeable future here at least or for for the next couple weeks as we uh we are tackling a uh, remainder of the month will be uh, some static shock episodes as we are uh, once again visiting the sunny skies of dakota as we like to refer to them so uh let's uh let's get into this week because uh we have a we have it we have an episode that's for sure <laughs> Emphasis on sunny skies this week as oh, we will be reviewing the episode Sun Spots. And, uh, and we will, of course, get into our four main categories. But of course, Cal, I must first hit us with the official IMDb synopsis for this week's episode. I cannot wait. This episode originally aired here in the States on the kids WB. Back on March the 2nd, 2002, meaning Liam, last month we celebrated the 21-year anniversary of this episode's debut. And of course, the official IMDb synopsis is brought to you by The Pod Tower. Head over to youtube.com slash thepodtower right now. Subscribe to that channel and like all of the videos that are posted on that. Most importantly, our videos, but all the other videos that are posted as well. There's some great content, not only from some other great content creators, including the, the Watchtower database and uh, and Tim Talk's entire uh, library is up there too. They've uh, they've got a review of this episode featured there if you want to hear their thoughts on this episode. But to head over to youtube.com slash the pod tower right now and you can hear our entire catalog as well. And uh, we would greatly appreciate it if you subscribe and like those videos at youtube.com slash the pod tower. That's right. So this is the synopsis for Sunspots, which was written by Stan Berkowitz and directed by Dennis Cowan with music by Richard Wolf and animation by Top Draw Animation. Oh, we'll get to them. <laughs> uh, and that synopsis reads as such. Sunspots cause Static to lose control of his powers just as Hot Streak returns to school. Uh, now, that might be the best thing uh, that we, the most, the thing that we can compliment the most this week. <laughs> See, there's IMDb synopsis. It definitely uh, perfectly synopsizes. Is that synopses? What's, did we determine what the past participle of that is? Synopsis. I don't know. I don't know. Let okay, us know. A great synopsis. <laughs> At DCAU Review, teach us grammar and yes. uh, uh, if you know the the uh, the correct uh, the correct uh, version of that word to use in that in that scenario, but yes, I will say just right off the bat as we get into our little plot recap here, 
kind of a meandering episode this week. Like it's a while before this one really gets going. You know, I I felt like I was like, all right, I kept waiting for a villain to show up. The <laughs> villain doesn't show up until we are 12 minutes into a 22 minute episode. And even when they show up, they are there for about 30 seconds. And the villain really isn't the main thing about this episode. It's really about science, everyone. We learn that sunspots, apparently, I, I wanted to look this up ahead of time. I don't even know if this is scientifically accurate or not. We'll just go for it for the sake of it. But we learn in this episode, as we kick things off, we have uh, we have the teacher who resembles ben stein aka the teacher in ferris bueller's day off <laughs> not only looks like but sounds like him also uh, he's there teaching virgil science class and they are talking about uh about the the sunspots that are currently occurring they catch both uh both richie and virgil daydreaming and playing tic-tac-toe and we get uh, we get a little bit of exposition as we learn just exactly what is going to set up the plot for the episode, which is uh, because the sunspots affect uh, electricity and magnetism. We learn both of those things. Mm -hmm. uh, and there is an indeterminate amount of time in which the sunspots can affect these things. So when a sunspot occurs in the in the on the sun, uh, there's no no time duration, set time duration for when this could end. So it's a big mystery. This might look like the inside of a volcano, but it's actually a huge disturbance on the sun's surface called a sunspot. Sunspots can have unpredictable effects on radio waves, TV signals, and even certain electromagnetic devices here on Earth. <laughs> We're entering a sunspot cycle right now. Can anyone tell me how long it will last? Mr. Foley? Yo, uh, me? Uh, no, no, not really. That's absolutely correct. It is? Yes, because no one can say for sure when a sunspot cycle is going to start or stop. And since you all seem so fascinated with this, tonight's homework will be pages 40 through 67. Same old equation. A hot day plus a couple of burgers at lunch plus a really dull lecture equals... Virgil? What's out there? What do we do? We are not doing anything. Oh, come on, Verge. Sorry, but one of us has to stay here and take notes. And I think it should be the one without the superpowers. And uh, we learned very quickly that Static's powers are being affected by these. Initially, at least for the first 12, 14 minutes of this, this show, 15 minutes of the show of a 22-minute mm -hmm. run, they just give him this giant power surge. So uh, we... <laughs> We get uh, after after he realizes that the the sunspots are beginning to sort of uh, overpower and overcharge him. It's manifesting in a bunch of different ways, uh, including, you know, him. Uh, we have a, a rescue scene that kind of kicks things off and interrupts this this opening scene here in the class. They notice mm -hmm. that there's a fire down the street from the school. Virgil fakes illness in order to be able to go and transform into static 
uh, and in his attempt to help the the hero heroic firefighters in this moment, they uh, he he realizes that his powers are a little bit uh, more difficult to control, and that he is quite overpowered as he rips a metal door off of the side of this apartment that's on fire. It goes flying into the air, which causes a whole bunch of mayhem, including some power lines landing on a car. He tries to move the car away from the power lines and ends up launching the car into as the uh, as the passenger says in the car nearly into orbit uh and then uh he's able to catch it however and bring it back safe and sound but uh he quickly realizes that this is uh this is not going to be as uh as easy as he thought he's a little bit excited about it because he has all this unlimited power but then uh realizes that uh with great power comes great responsibility what now Hmm, must be the circuit breakers again Jared, bring me the flashlight. This isn't the circuit breakers. It's me. Rich, can you check the net to see if anyone knows when these sunspots are going to end? Yeah, sure, but how come you can't do it? No time. What's the matter? Rich, I got too much power now. I can't control it. I gotta get out of the house before... Rich, just a sec. Hello? Virgil? It's Daisy. Daisy? So he remembers me. Still planning on coming over? Uh, well, I... Virgil? I can barely hear you. I think I'm having a problem with style. So am I, Daisy. So am I. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we're not we're not in, in the Marvel review anymore, but I guess we'll allow it. <laughs> now that's very much uh, that's very much I guess becomes the theme very late in the episode when the tables sort of turn. But uh, yes, we have you know various, as you said, various sort of montages of static just being overcharged and affecting the uh, the uh, the electricity in his house. Later, we find out he's supposed to go on a on a little study date with Daisy, who's uh, kind of had it up to here with him because he keeps blowing her off. Of course, not knowing that he's going off to do static stuff and his dad and sister are kind of giving him a, giving him a little bit of crap about that. And then the, the electricity in the house is affected. And so uh, static's realizing that he's uh, causing issues kind of everywhere he goes. And so he flies off into the, uh, into the nights to try to burn off some of this energy and, uh, so we just get this kind of wacky, like we said, this kind of wacky montage of uh, various of various activities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's just flying around. He's landing. He's landing. He, he flies so fast and so far that he winds out somewhere far, far outside of Dakota and has in the to desert. Catch, <laughs> and has, that's right, the Dakota desert, uh, and has to uh, catch a plane, quite literally, to fly back to uh, to Dakota. And uh, and even then, still is kind of overcharged, and he's uh, he thinks he's burned off all the energy. And finally, as he as he arrives back at his house the next morning, uh, he realizes he's still being affected, and and uh, and and he has to sort of uh, explain to Sharon how uh, how all of the furniture and and uh, and various things in his room all got uh, got messed up and pulled around in the room is uh so uh so powerful and so electromagnetic now that he, he doesn't even have to actively be using his powers for it to affect the uh the world around him and so we head back to school and we 
Virgil tells us that he's uh, he's burned off all of this excess energy and that he's he's feeling a lot better. And here we are, like deep, deep into the second act. Uh, we get a we get a brief appearance of our of our villain of the piece as we find out that uh, Hot Streak's just back. <laughs> I'm okay now, Rich. I just spent 20 minutes in the junkyard burning off my extra electricity. Sure, it's all gone. See for yourself. I got it under control. This isn't real. Can't be. I thought he was in jail after all that trouble he caused. They must have paroled him. Let's get started. Come on, come on. Let's get He's coming this way. Be cool. Easy for you to say. You're the one with the superpowers. Well, well. Virgil and Richie. Hey. We don't want any trouble, Hot Street. Neither do I. Oh, real? Yeah. See, I had some real good counseling while I was away. It taught me how to manage my anger. Uh-huh. Well, it did. I believe you. Yeah, that's great. Great. Go to the front, pass up your line. Don't get checked by the cause they know what's up on mine. I'm betting a day, two at the most, and he's all the way back to his old self. Yeah, with your powers the way they are, if he gets out of line, you could stop him with your little finger. Let's get started. Come on, come on. Let's get started. He's just, he's just back. He's back in school. Apparently, he was, uh, he was let off on some kind of uh, parole pending this uh, anger management course he apparently attended. Yep, he's back and he's there, um, maybe to cause trouble. I, I don't know. We're, we're not quite sure. Uh, Static mm-hmm. and Richie go up right away and they're like, "Hey, don't you be causing any trouble here?" And he's <laughs> like, "Well, I'm not. I took anger management. I'm okay now." But he like his eyes get really red and he sort of threatens them at the same time. So mm-hmm. um, off screen at some point, Static burned through a bunch of his electricity, he says. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he seems to be OK. Uh, but then did we talk? We didn't talk about the test yet that he took. He's taken a history test. Yeah, that's that's after the the hot I think the, the first initial appearance of Hot Streak. Yes. Yeah, so he and Richie head in to take a test and uh, the power start activating again and not only affecting the lights but also there's papers swirling everywhere and they actually they have to evacuate his his classroom and people are scared so Virgil decides he's going to go and try once again to burn off all of this extra energy he has that's right that's right so he goes out into the middle of the Dakota Ocean or (laughs) harbor or wherever Dakota maybe it's a landlocked city maybe it's not we don't know but he goes out to the harbor or the ocean or the river or the lake or whatever it is, <laughs> middle of middle of a body of water and just is out there just shooting electricity in all directions and uh, feels like he sufficiently drained himself as he did prior to this. And uh, in this moment, uh, he uh, unfortunately realizes that on his way back that he may have drained himself a little too much as now his powers have completely stopped and he uh, he falls into the into the harbor and he's there. No explanation how he gets back. That was that was another thing. We get a cut to commercial break with this realization that he's lost his powers. Right. He's lost them. Mm-hmm. It's gone. And then immediately the next scene is him sitting at a table with Daisy talking about history. There's you don't have a reaction. <laughs> you don't have him and Richie discussing how it's going to be a problem. It Mm-mm. feels like there was something missing. Feels like- they, they cut right to the like the end portion of the Spider-Man no more to to continue using the the Marvel metaphor here. 
we cut right to the point where he's like, yeah, everything's great. I'm, you know, I have more time. I'm sleeping better. I'm, I'm doing better in school. I'm making time for, for my friends and, and Daisy and my family and all that. Like everything's great. And then here Chekhov's hot streak returns to and, shoot uh, somebody down for their lunch money, by the that's way. Right. This that's is, right. This is the evil he's causing. I mean, of course that he's a bully so that's snow bueno but his this is this is what causes static to go into into hero mode is now that mm-hmm. now that hot streak is shaking is attempting to shake down other people at his school for their lunch money he has to be a hero again and now thinks it's going to be a problem uh <laughs> it, it, when he when it comes time to to having to face face off against hot streak so um so i <laughs> Uh, I, I guess he sort of determines that it's going to be he's going to have to face hot streak and calm things down as uh, we realize somehow this escalates to hot streak, like causing havoc in the middle of 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 Dakota. Like he decides yeah, he just starts. Yeah, he goes from shaking down a kid for lunch money to staring menacingly at, at Virgil and Richie to throwing fireballs at the kid he was shaking down and then uh, a security guard shows up to try to stop him and and then it just escalates to there for to like a citywide rampage apparently it was a it was a very quick escalation which he's a hothead so okay that makes sure sense. sure you can explain that away one would uh, wonder how he like uh how he managed to keep his cool long enough to get that uh get that pardon or, or release from uh from from jail if mm-hmm. if if he if he just kind of on a whim decided to start throwing fireballs at a random kid but hey you know <laughs> sometimes things just have to happen for the episode to happen i guess yep so uh it's static and richie realizing that they are going to have to address the hot streak issue without static having powers of course static still suits up and they go back to the the What's their uh, their lair? The static the gas lair? station of solitude. The gas station. <laughs> I, I was just making sure I didn't forget what their actual name was. <laughs> uh, they go back to the gas station and they find the uh, these these little static charge things that I guess are. The, I did we miss the, the episode? Did we miss the episode these were created in? Did I forget the episode these were? Created? I feel like they come into the show pretty early on. I feel right. like it's. I feel like it's in one we've covered, but they're not they're not used a lot. These get like they change what they do later because then later when Richie becomes gear, that's he uses these to like tie people up and stuff. Okay. But in that's- this in this era, they're just like elect like like electricity grenades, I guess. Which doesn't make any I mean, I, I guess the context of the episode of the creation of these would would give me the answer for me to remember, but Zapcap like why does he need them. these? Yeah, why does he need them? He well, it's like them giving the human torch a flamethrower, like sure. a little bit redundant. <laughs> Precisely, yes. It's like, what what benefit does this give him that he now has the electro grenades if he can just create electricity and shoot it at people? I I, I don't know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But okay, he has the zap cap, so they're gonna fake hot streak into thinking. They're gonna they're gonna trick him into thinking that he still has his powers. So they spend they 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 stuff a bag. <laughs> They stuff a sack full of these zap caps, <laughs> carry the sack to where hot streak is, is creating havoc. They start hurling them at him, which causes him to sort of freeze and stop for a moment. Static walks out and uh, he, he decides he's going to show off. And mind you, 
they've already thrown like 15 of these things at him and they mm-hmm. didn't have that many to begin with. So static just decides he's going to start playing around and he's going to start showing how much power he has to convince hot streak that he's got more power than he has the last time uh, that they met, which would hopefully then cause him to surrender. Well, he very quickly realizes that uh, as, as he, as Richie runs out of the zap caps, Hot Streak immediately intuitive realizes that static must have no powers, like mm-hmm. immediately mm-hmm. connects the dots. Did, doesn't even take a step or a second to try and like connect the dots. He's just like, oh, your powers are out. Time to chill, Hot Streak. Static, you remember me. Hope you remember what I did to you last time. The good news is all I want now is for you to calm down and go quiet. Ah, that's not my style. Listen to me. I've gotten even stronger since last time. Here's what I can do with just the blink of an eye. And here's the other eye. Here's what a twitch of my nose will do. A twitch of my nose. Uh, must be my allergies. Uh-uh. You're out of gas. But I'm not. Okay, so then he decides he's going to chase after Static, who runs away, and now Static and Richie are on the run. They run up on top of a building to hide, and uh, in the process, Static's broggles, as I've as I've called them, because <laughs> they look like a bra, Static's broggles fly off his head and land on the ground, tipping Hot Streak off. Uh, that uh, that he's up on top of the building. So as as he's on his way up to kill them, uh, Static realizes that there's a fan sitting on top of the building, and he thinks that uh, hey, he that maybe this is it. This could be the conduit that gives him his powers back. Mm-hmm. And luckily, he's right. <laughs> uh, he's able to recharge himself using the the electricity from the fan. And uh, and blast the water tower that's on the roof, which is able to uh, to snuff out Hot Streak, and uh, yeah, so so Static's got his powers back, and uh, and uh, all's well that ends well. Except we get a little like postscript where Virgil is back flying around the city and is enjoying his powers, and he's talking to Richie on on the on the little with shock box, right? That's the walkie talkie, and uh, he's talking about how much he loves it and how. Even though he, uh, you know, he liked all the free time he had, he he likes being a superhero even more. Uh, and then, of course, he remembers that once again he's left uh, Daisy high and dry. And so we get this kind of like sad boy Arrested Development Charlie Brown walk <laughs> as he makes it. He makes it to the uh, to the study date too late. Daisy's already left, and so he kind of walks around, walks away with his shoulder slumped. So that's our. That's our price of being a hero is you don't get to, uh, you don't always get to keep your commitments, I guess. Yeah. What a poor guy. (laughs) Daisy's not, it's not like Daisy's not friends with him anymore, but he just, he disappointed her. So that feels like a letdown at the end. So uh, moral of our story is, is that sometimes the hero, there is no happy ending for the hero. Right. So absolutely. And uh, roll credits. So, 
Um, let's uh, let's talk about this. As we already sort of alluded to at the beginning, this uh, this plot takes a long time to get going. Mm-hmm. It feels like to me that they had two separate ideas here. You had him being overpowered, or you have him lose his powers altogether. Both are certainly. Uh, certainly have been done before in comic book stories. Mm-hmm. Both uh, can be effective storytelling devices uh, when when the story is correctly told. I don't think that combining the two of them and not really like the the ramifications of both of these things happening don't really feel that heavy, important, deep. <laughs> um, it. it it doesn't really, it causes him some inconvenience when he's overpowered. Right. And without the powers, you have like the sort of classic trope of, oh no, now he needs to be a hero and he doesn't have the powers, but it's a very, it's not long enough for it to feel like he gets to use his brain uh, in multiple situations or has to deal with like a defeat and then overcome the defeat to figure right. out how he's going to defeat the villain without the powers. He just very quickly realizes, Oh, I can, I can get my powers back by doing this. Um, so I, I don't think this is a very, very good story. Um, it, it was boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and that shouldn't, like I said, that shouldn't be the case because this is, while this is a familiar both of these things are familiar story tropes. You, like I said, the right story can can still be told using these two two different uh, variables mm-hmm. for your character. And I just I don't think that this is a I don't think this is a particularly well written episode. Um, and it 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 just kind of felt lazy at at times. Which uh, we mentioned at the beginning, Stan Berkowitz was the person who wrote the episode, and mm-hmm. Mr. Berkowitz was responsible for a lot of episodes in the DCAU that we have liked, and he has some ones that we didn't like very much. You know, he he wrote the Way of All Flesh, uh, Superman the Animated Series, Way of All Flesh. He was mm-hmm. a writer on World's Finest Part Three, uh, the late Mister Kent. Like these yeah. are these are some really 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 good episodes that he was responsible for uh disappearing ink uh lost soul like some of these some of these batman beyond episodes rebirth part two like (laughs) yeah really really good but then he had some ones that like the hand of fate that we really didn't like you know he has uh he has uh uh Earth Mover from Batman mm-hmm. Beyond, another April one that Moon. we didn't love. Uh, yeah, April Moon. Um, so we know that he's capable. That's not even mentioning the stuff he did in Justice League and Justice for All and Black oh, yeah. Knight. You know, a, a lot of a lot of great episodes. So there's definitely a mixed bag here, and it feels like when when he's on, he's on. He's got some real good stories to tell, but he, he's. He's definitely got some a mixed bag of stuff for for our enjoyment, at least for episodes that we've enjoyed. So um, I I think this was a, a swing and a miss. I, I don't like this episode at all. Yeah, like I like I think there's some there's some kind of cute moments. Like like you said, I think it's yeah, it's just something where the whole is not as good as the sum of its parts, because like you said, there's there's the the very, you know, Spider-Man nature of the trying to make your, you know, trying to make trying to do everything be all things to all people be 
be the good student, be the good brother and son and be the good, you know, potential love interest and, and all this stuff and kind of fail and trying to be a superhero and kind of failing at all of it, trying to do all of it, not being able to do any of it. Like, that's interesting. Like you said, the, the tropes of either getting, getting the supercharged powers or getting your powers taken away. Tons of classic stories told with that. So there's three or four ideas that could be fun in here that uh, just doesn't don't really come together when you put them all together, unfortunately. Um, so, yeah, I uh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I do think maybe my favorite part of the episode is when Sharon barges into his bedroom and uh, and his whole room is a mess because of his powers freaking out. And she's like, what did you do? And he just goes, what do you mean? <laughs> which maybe is more of a credit as we'll talk about in a couple minutes to the voice acting but uh yeah overall i ended up giving plot a a three out of ten for this week so uh just like i said some interesting ideas but just did not come together for me yeah i ended up giving it a two out of ten it's just wow it's just it's just not good like the fact that there is the as we mentioned the first 12 minutes of the episode is really just like the setup for him having overpowered powers. There's no villain. It the like there's no action. It's just all this hijinks that happens. Yeah, like there's a part where he almost throws a guy, like who's like he's rescuing a guy in a car, and he picks up the car and accidentally like flies it really far up into the air. But like there's not yeah, there's not really a point where it feels like, oh, he's putting people in danger by trying to be static while his powers are so in in overdrive mode here so it doesn't really feel like he's he's being like humbled by this experience or or anything it's just like yeah he's flying around and crashing and and blowing up stuff in the junkyard like it's just not that yeah it's just not doesn't feel very uh just doesn't like i said just doesn't come together yeah it could i mean you could you can take that plot point and go down the he's becoming power hungry like he enjoys mm-hmm. the power and you know he's he starts to abuse it's it's the spider-man three thing or the symbiote mm-hmm. spider-man thing the black costume like he's enjoying the the power that it brings him and he gets drunk off of the power and then he realizes that you know he can't he can't continue down this pathway because it's deviating him off of the path of being a hero. So he has to, he has to figure out a way to get the power out of him or whatever. Like that would be interesting or it's him without the powers and him figuring out using his brain and his intelligence and figuring out how he can still be heroic without, uh, without the powers or coming to grips with not being a hero anymore. And then taking up the mantle again, like, all three of those are stories you can tell as individual stories, but mishmashing them kind of all together in a blender, it just, I don't think worked, especially not for a 22 minute cartoon that, you know, spends a, a lot of time just dwelling on the hijinks that happens because of the, of, of his powers. Being- yeah. You don't, you don't have to do like a literal two or three parter here, but since they make the point of being like these sunspots can last for, we don't know how long like this could have been a three or four episode thing where he's overcharged for a couple episodes and then he loses his power for an episode or two. Right. And and you kind of build up and, it, you know, it's not necessarily the same plot or you're having to connect all four episodes directly. But you just have this kind of overarching thing with what are statics powers going to do this week? But now they just try to cram it all together and it just doesn't doesn't work. Yep. 
All right, Liam, let's move on to our next category, which is going to be animation and visuals. As you mentioned at the top, the very controversial top-down animation. I say that in jest because <laughs> I think we've only talked about them one other time. But uh, this uh, this animation studio responsible for this week's episode, we did very memorably talk about them um, in a prior episode of Static. Uh, they did about five episodes or so. Mm-hmm um including... you've actually covered most of them believe it or not yeah i was gonna say frozen out which was the 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 holiday christmas episode that we mm-hmm. covered a couple years back you can hear that in the archives um but there was one particular one that we we made a point about talking that was uh it was very much like a scooby-doo episode yes and uh and which episode was that what was the... that's grounded where uh okay. folks might remember static uh Static and his classmates fight like a giant amoeba. <laughs> That's right. It, it's it's um it's it's this green glowing monster. It's Flubber. Yeah. They they fight Flubber. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> for twenty two minutes. But yeah, that one's very much. It's the same animation studio with that. That episode is set up like a Scooby Doo episode, and it's uh it's also animated very similarly as you pointed out when we reviewed that one check that out in the archives also at dcaureview.com or the pod tower mm-hmm. on your favorite podcast app uh but for this one um i i immediately noticed i was like everybody looks like a disney character or um you know they're they're just they're very very it's weird to say, but cartoony like they're <laughs> they're They move almost like if you imagine what a if a balloon animal could come to life, <laughs> this is what this is kind of how they move. They move like they just kind of like sway when they're moving, like their heads sway into the frame or out of the frame and their eyes kind of get real big as they sway in and they sway mm-hmm. out. And it's uh, the, the couple scenes where there's a couple scenes where there's some real strange lighting that occurs. Like I think when the, he's taking the test and the roof kind of blows off of the, of the classroom, there's this real like bright, shiny sun that shines in on this classroom. And this is during the, the time where we didn't get cell shading. So, all, but all of a sudden in this scene, people are cell shaded, but there's this giant like, bright sun that comes in and mm-hmm. it looks like something you would see in a in a more modern day well whatever the last animated true animated movie was that uh, disney did but very much in that vein like it's just very very much how you would sun's razor animated that way um but yeah it's there's a lot of strange decisions in this in this episode uh, a lot of guys feel uh off model from scene to scene for sure mm-hmm. um i didn't think there was anything anything uh there's like one or two standout scenes that i was made notes for i was like okay that's enough for me to make a make a note of but (laughs) uh, i'll let you go first since i've been talking a little bit here my my big thing for this week's episode is there i think the animation itself is pretty fluid like which is probably something we said similarly about some of these other episodes of theirs that we've covered Mm -hmm. but yeah there's the modeling like everybody is pretty is, is pretty inconsistent so i mean that does go into animation so maybe it's not fair to say that it's the as, as far as the movement goes like the sequence where static is clinging on to the plane and then you know lets go and flies off and then he throws the saucer out kind of into the sky and lands on it and then floats down and like i think that's all animated very very well um, like I think that some of the, some of the action beats is a, you know, some of the stuff with, with hot streak at the very end where he's kind of like 
behind a wall of fire and you kind of see a silhouette and then it kind of parts and he walks through it. Like there's some, there's some cool, some cool animation itself, but yeah, the very inconsistent model models. I thought every, nobody, a lot of people looking different depending on kind of what side of their face you're looking at or, or what they're doing in the scene. Um, feels like everybody is just kind of inconsistently uh, rendered throughout this episode. And, and then, yeah, as you already mentioned, everybody kind of, on top of that, you know, everybody has like these big saucer eyes, like they're like they're in the Disney cartoons. So, um, I, like I said, I think there are some some highlights to it. Like there's some of the animation itself is fun when when Static's kind of losing his powers and he's kind of skipping across the water on his. Uh, does that does that hoverboard he flies around on have a name? We should. This is what this is the problem of only coming back to static like once every six months. I feel like it's static does. dish. No, I, I a saucer, I, right? It's the static, static saucer. saucer. Okay, that's yeah, that's that's it. what I'm gonna say anyway. But uh, yeah, like I think I think that's kind of a fun sequence and and yeah, at the yeah, so I think there's some fun stuff. Francis uh, Hot Streak is like making he makes like a fire sword at the end that he's gonna fight with for some reason. Um, so yeah, I, th- I think there's some some kind of fun bits in this episode, but yeah, overall, it's just anytime when it's just people talking on the screen, it looks weird and everybody looks a little bit off model. Yeah, I concur with that. Uh, the only the only sequence that I really liked, I liked when he ended up in the desert with the purple night mm-hmm. skies. I thought that that whole sequence actually looked pretty cool. The we don't really get nighttime action too often because this show is so Mm -mm. bright and set during, you know, intentionally set during the day. It's, you know, there's, there were decisions that were made for that. So when we do get like a nighttime scene, uh, it it stands out. So the scene with him at night and the sky is like purple. It sort of uh, very nicely plays off of his costume, the bluish, you know, hue of his indigo hue of his costume, uh, which I really like. Uh, and then the the sequence of him flying on the plane, stuck to the plane, doing the backflip off of the plane to land on the saucer. Mm-hmm. You mentioned I really liked that. I thought that whole sequence was animated really smoothly, really well. Um, and it's at night, so it hides some of the weird looking, you know, non cell shading from this early <laughs> right. second season. So or so. Yeah, that that sequence, I think, was fine. I think the you know, I, I was. Uh, blown away as always by the the they reuse the same static transformation but every time i see that it's just such a great piece of animation Mm -hmm. like there's a reason why they did it once and they just go back to it it's because it was done so perfectly that one time they're like we don't need to do this ever again we'll just reuse (laughs) the same one over and over again it's such a beautiful piece the way that he he rotates and the the way that he looks and the transformation and the, the background kind of moving behind him and uh, yeah. yeah, and I will say that the transition of that kind of reuse, as you said, animation, mm-hmm. you know, it zooms in on his eye, all the electricity right into him, like flinging himself out of the uh, the alley and crashing right away as he's first sort of discovering that his that his powers are, are on the fritz. Very good. Uh, like very good. I don't know if that's a, if that's just a cut or, or like the way the way they transition out of that sort of uh you know stock animation into back into the episode i thought was really really fun and kind of unique because then you're used to the ne- the big heroic moment so you so transitioning it right into a bit more of a comedic moment i think is uh you kind of th- that can be a little bit jaunting but they uh they managed to thread the needle on that for sure 
Yes, and we would be remiss not to mention, uh, so uh, checking up on the, the DCAU wiki has become one of our new favorite things to mention <laughs> on the show. It's uh, usually a source of comedy, but actually this week they were uh, they were pretty spot on. They picked up a couple things that uh, we hadn't even done so. So they listed under production and consistencies. Sometimes they think certain ones, they call it goofs. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But uh, for the production and consistencies, they talk about how um, statics goggles reappear on his head so we mentioned the the broggles if I, as i called them <laughs> fly off of his head uh into and uh giving notice to to hot streak that that's where richie and and he are standing so that he can go on top of the roof uh they appear later on back on his head so you miss you miss that completely they somehow reappeared somehow the broggles returned um we also then have uh there's a scene when the first scene when hot streak shows back up at the school he and virgil start showing up and they have this conversation and they start showing up in the wrong position so cutting cutting scenes they didn't pay attention to who was standing where which is a you know a continuity error Mm -hmm. Uh, and then maybe the biggest one uh which had you and i kind of laughing about was is uh when uh Virgil is in the in the class taking the test and they do a a a, a far out pan. We see that in Virgil's class is his sister Sharon, mm-hmm. who is pretty well established that she's significantly older. She's uh, going to college, I believe. Yes. <laughs> uh, so there is absolutely zero reason why Sharon <laughs> Uh, in the in the high school classroom of Virgil taking this test with him. So, yeah, that's a that's a big no, no. And uh, a lot of a lot of continuity errors uh, that were made for this one. Just just kind of sloppy paying, not really paying attention or using using character models when they shouldn't be. So uh, maybe the notes didn't make it over in time or transit, you know, the translation or they didn't. They just there was too much that they cut out already. At, right. not, not quite sure what happened there, but. Uh, definitely some 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 issues there with uh, that slipped through the cracks. Yeah, absolutely. That's that that's the kind of stuff it does. It does happen from time to time, but it's it's just so blatant in uh, in a few scenes in this one, especially yeah, people. And again, I know sometimes that comes because for some reason you have to like flip just like, you know, make a make a shot backwards for the way they're supposed to be looking or something. So I thought maybe that could have contributed to why people are switching positions but I, I i that's just a guess on my part but but yeah overall uh just consistently inconsistent like we said there are some highlights in the animation some some pretty well animated stuff in in some of the the actions and hijinks we get in the first half of the episode certainly so i ended up settling on a on just a five out of ten for my visual score um like i said i think there's some fun stuff in there, but the rest, like I said, the rest of the pack is just everybody, everybody's off model in multiple ways throughout this episode. And, and like you said, some of those other uh, goofs and inconsistencies just kind of added up there. So I ended up with a five out of 10. Uh, I went one point lower. I was at a five. And then when I was looking at those inconsistencies, that Sharon one is just, a, <laughs> that's just like a big, that goof. is pretty, that's yeah. a pr- pretty bad one. So I ended up taking an extra point off for that. So I went to four out of 10 for my just animation. Visual. At least like change her hair color or something. Right. <laughs> you got to reuse the, you know, reuse the model right. and do something to change it up a little bit. All right, Liam, let's move on to our next category, which might be the category for a change that we have the most to talk Woo! about. And that is the music for this week. Uh, who was who's responsible for these masterpieces this week? 
Uh, we have uh, Mr. Richard Wolf to thank, according to the credits at least, and according to IMDb as not well. Not that one though. Not the no, one. Not that one. Not the <laughs> not Law and Orders. Correct. Richard Wolf. Okay. Um, but yes, uh, we have him to uh, talk about. And yes, as you mentioned, not only do we get our, our classic uh, season season two static theme used throughout, mm-hmm. but uh, there's quite a few additional tracks. And that's that's the other thing with static is that I think like a lot of cartoons of this era. And unlike a lot of the other DCAU shows, they didn't have new music done for every episode. So you just have a lot of like, which we talk about a lot. I think when we talk about the show, it's like, yeah, it's, you know, it kind of blends together. And then the static theme comes in at the end. But this week we got a lot of hot new tracks. And as has been a point of contention in the past, something I love and you're not so crazy about is that uh, most of the tracks have uh, lyrics in them and a guy <laughs> very loudly <laughs> shouting lyrics uh, as other people are talking. But I thought I, I just adored the music this week. <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm probably going to surprise you with this. Okay. I, I'm going to say something nice about <laughs> this week because the plot was so meandering and, mm-hmm. and such a weird mashup. I had to look for something to to like, <laughs> all right, this is entertaining. The music this week, undoubtedly entertaining. From our, our the first track that I noted, which was It's a Mad Mad World, which yes. it's just the guy. And that this is the thing with it's it's more funny than it is annoying now to me. <laughs> like, whatever the lyrics are, this is how they sat down and wrote these songs. They had a beat. And they decided whatever the song was going to be. Sometimes it's directly related to whoever the villain or the person or whatever's happening on the screen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it has nothing to do with whatever's happening on the screen. It's just it's just words. In this case, uh, with the exception of the hot streak theme, which which we'll talk about in a moment, <laughs> uh, we we don't have. I I didn't think didn't think that there was too much uh, a continuity between the lyrics of the song and what was happening on the <laughs> screen, especially when we have him screaming, it's a mad, mad world over and over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Lock um, up your, win- like board up your windows and lock your doors or something. Right. It's a <laughs> while, bad while Virgil is sleeping. <laughs> right. And, like, and like, the stuff in his room is freaking out. Yeah. It's like, I, did they just have these tracks written and they're like, yeah, it goes here. We're just going to put this track here. Yeah. This one goes here now. It's, it's like, it's... Does, does this have anything to do with what's happening on my screen? Doesn't matter. It's going here. And it's like, it's like, a, it's definitely like, it's like a DMX like <laughs> t- riff. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like a real, like, serious, like, deep voiced man. Like, go, he's going hard on this track. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> About how it's a war out there and then board I up. Your that windows. was a completely, isn't that a completely second? Oh, wait, I, I might be thinking of a different one. No, it's no, a war out there. They're it's, back it's, a different to, one. it's a war out there. It comes right afterwards. Okay. That's the one I was thinking of. And that's, <laughs> that's the one. I think it's a mad, mad world is like when he's first, uh, he's first coming to grips with the that's right. power, power stuff. And then it's an all out war is the <laughs> track, which again, not a whole lot of, of of understanding like why these tracks were selected Mm-mm. for these particular spots. Um and then when Hot Streak returns, uh we do get Hot Streak's theme, which is fight fire with fire, which well, is that one, but then when he first shows up before he starts using his powers, there's uh, one that's just like, let's get it started. 
let's get it get it rolling yeah <laughs> over and over again which i adored because that's a tough guy song that is that is a tough guy song there's <laughs> some, some immediate tension brought up by that because what are we getting started here what's mm-hmm. getting rolling what are what is it we don't know but they're saying it over and over again uh and then later on we get the fight fire with fire song which at least your villain is it fire-based powers? So at least that song somewhat makes sense. Um, <laughs> because I found it so funny and so out of place for, for multiple scenes here, I actually found myself enjoying the ridiculousness <laughs> of it. And as I said, because we ha- I had such a low plot score and a, a below average score for animation, I was looking for anything to get enjoyment out of this week. Uh, so I ended up giving music brace yourself a seven out of 10 for this week. (laughs) Well, we're not as wide. Yeah. We're not as far apart on music as I thought we were going to be. I gave music a 10 out of 10. I was just, I was just loving it. This is, this is the best part of this episode by such a wide margin. I don't even know what to tell you. (laughs) Just, just to remind the folks at home, Liam's highest music scores that I can remember uh, the Forgotten, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Um, probably The Last Laugh. It's probably a pretty high probably. score. Uh, Savage Time. Savage sure. Time, high score. Um, also uh, Sunspots, 10 out also of 10. Also Sunspots. A perfect, perfect score. No, no. <laughs> I think this is the second stat. I think I gave Hard as Nails 10 out of 10 for music too. So <laughs> there might be two statics in there. Just, just for the record. <laughs> All right, Liam, let's uh, let's move Woo! on to the final category this week, which, of course, is going to be our voice actors. Because there's not a whole lot that happens here, we don't have a whole big cast to talk about, but uh, we can review our normal cast's reappearances this week as we discuss this week's voice acting. Yeah, just uh, briefly, I'll run through them here. We have a, a brief return of uh, Crystal Scales as Daisy Watkins. We have Michelle Morgan as Sharon. Briefly, we have uh, Kevin Michael Richardson as as uh, as Virgil's dad, um, and uh, and uh, then of course we have the returning Danny Cooksey, uh, briefly as uh, as the voice of Hot Streak. And uh, I mean, he's good in this role. He doesn't get, as as mentioned, he doesn't get much to do. He just shows up. He's like, I'm back. <laughs> and then in one scene later, he's like, all right, I'm going to throw some fireballs again. Yep. So he, doesn't, he doesn't get much to do, but, uh, you know, always, always enjoy having him back in the, uh, in the fold. Yeah, he's and, fine. There's, there's, he doesn't get a lot to do. <laughs> and we have, uh, of course, Jason Marsden as Richie and also the kid being bullied by <laughs> by hot streak which i only want to note because he's like uh he's like leave me alone he's like bet you bet you my your lunch money i won't or something he's like i don't want to bet you i just want you to leave me alone and i thought that was a pretty funny little exchange mm-hmm. um but yeah we have of course him as richie foley and then uh phil lamar as uh playing playing the dual role not only as static but also doing the as mentioned the Ben Stein, Ferris Bueller, droning uh, teacher uh, at the start of the episode who gets uh, gets our science lesson about what uh, what sunspots sunspots are. So uh, as always, Phil Lamar, you got to have him do like two or three voices. Um, yeah, I mean it's mostly Phil Lamar's episode, and because uh, there's a lot of time as as we've said where it's just static zipping around 
getting into hijinks with his powers. I mean, he everybody everybody's fine. Like there's not <laughs> there's not a lot for a lot of them to do, but everybody's everybody's pretty good. Yeah, I think everybody there there was nothing that I was like, oh, that was terrible. And I think some of that comes with the fact that we have people that are series regulars that did this regularly and that interacted with one another. Um, I don't think there was anything that stood out that I was like, oh, that was really good. Um, I think Phil Lamar playing, he, it, it was difficult. The story let him down because he doesn't really have mm-hmm. any time to deal with the, the consequences or ramifications of being overpowered or no powered as we talked about, like there's, there's mm-hmm. not a lot of time for him to, to kind of deal with that. So we don't get any real deep emotional scenes either way. <laughs> we get him sort of right. figuring things out at the end as to what he's going to do, um, you know, and how he's going to, you know, how he's going to overcome the fact that he doesn't have powers to defeat hot streak, but that's, that's the, the, it's not even that much like it's right. very, very quick. Um, so there wasn't anything that stood out. Everybody's fine. Um, so I ended up going with a, with a five out of 10 for voice acting. It's just, everybody's fine. Nobody's offensive. There weren't any bad performances, but I didn't think there was anything that stood out that I was like, yep, that's a great scene or that's a great line. You know, of course, um, you know, our two main actors, uh, Mr. Marston, um, and uh and phil lamar both have have great chemistry together as those two mm-hmm. characters so they're fine they they do what they're supposed to do but the story unfortunately i just feel like didn't give them much to work with this week yeah i like i like kind of the back and forth in the uh in the when they're in the the gas station getting the zap caps and richie's like i thought you i thought you liked not having the responsibility and i thought you liked being a normal person and and Static's just like, no, yeah, but I gotta, I gotta do this. Like, I think, like I said, in a in a better episode where they could have focused on that side of the story more, I think these two obviously uh, would have uh, would have risen to the occasion and and given us a lot more to talk about here. But uh, I also went with a five out of ten for voice acting. I think everybody's totally fine in this episode. Everybody does their jobs uh, perfectly perfectly fine but uh yeah hard to hard to pick anything that really stood out as far as a performance in this one there you go all right William. well it'll be time to total up our scores as we wrap things up for this week and totaling everything up for this week i have a not so great 18 out of 40 what about you and i and my final score comes a little bit higher at a 23 out of 40 do we even need to talk about rewatchability <laughs> No, like we said, unfortunately, this doesn't really have any any ramifications. We just we just move on to our next adventure with uh, with these sunspots having passed. So and even with Hot Streak, a returning villain that is was one of the main bad guys. He's in the freaking he's in the freaking first episode and is mm-hmm. like the the in, uh, plays a big part in the, the the opening sequence. But really, really, you he doesn't play a big enough part, and there's nothing that you carry on to other episodes from this one that requires a watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's not, there's really just not enough to this to it's uh, a glorified cameo for hot streak. I pretty like. much. Yeah. They needed somebody for static to just fight at the end of the episode. So they, they picked a name out of the hat. <laughs> right. Could have been anybody. All right, Liam. Well, that will begin to wrap us up for this week. Thank you everybody for tuning in. Don't forget. 
if you would like to support the podcast, we would greatly appreciate that. And there are, of course, multiple ways that you can do that. We'll run through those real quick. You can, of course, subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, and leave a five-star review. If it lets you leave a little blurb about what you enjoy about the podcast, even if it's a one sentence, love this podcast. We would greatly appreciate that because that helps out the algorithm, allows more people to get exposed to these podcasts. And we would greatly appreciate that. If you listen to us on Spotify, also don't forget, since we are a Spotify hosted podcast, you can, of course, interact with us with Spotify exclusive poll of the week, as well as our question of the week. So check out the show notes for that if you want to, if you're listening to us on Spotify, and uh, let your voice be heard. You can also support the podcast uh, a couple of other ways, including subscribing to us on the Pod Towers we mentioned at the top of the program. Uh, if you want to subscribe to that, like the videos that we post each week, comment on those videos also. We'll usually respond to people. If you leave a comment on a video, if you want to interact with us there, that's a good way to interact with us. Also, we see those and usually respond to those pretty quickly. Uh, we also are posting shorts on there. So, or what is that what they're called? Is YouTube shorts? I think, so. I think I can't I think keep track. Short. Okay. I can't keep track of who, who has what Instagram has reels. TikTok has TikToks and YouTube has, YouTube has shorts. Yeah. I think, I think Facebook's tried to get in on this too, but I don't, I don't know. <laughs> well, they are Instagram anyway. So yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll just pretend we'll, we'll just keep pretending they don't exist. Yeah. That's, that's uh, for me. <laughs> Uh, so uh, if you like those also when you post them, also give those other shows, as we mentioned at the top uh, of the program, a listen as well. Uh, jump on the Batwagon and the the Tim Talk podcast are also available on the, the Pod Tower stream. So some great work being done by our friends there. Uh, you can also, if you want to support the podcast monetarily, uh, we greatly appreciate that. We love our supporters. We have a couple of fine folks that uh, monthly support us. Uh, give us give us their hard-earned dollars for no good reason. So uh, we <laughs> We are greatly appreciative of that because that helps me and Liam buy a coffee every now and then. So if you would like to join them, you can uh, you can check out the show notes. There's a couple of ways to do that. There's a link to directly support the podcast. Or if you want to get something for your money, head over and check out those show notes. There's a link over to our store. You can pick up a piece of merchandise and support the pod that way. Liam, we will be back again here next week with another episode of Static Shock as we keep staying here in Dakota with Static Richie and uh, and his group of supervillains. What episode will we be watching next week? That's right, Cal, and it'll be an odd milestone given how we sort of jump around with Static, but uh, we will be uh, next week polishing off the very last episode of Season 1 that we had yet to cover that being the episode winds of change some uh, some familiar names worked on that episode including james tucker as the director so i'm sure we'll get into it there some uh, it's, a, it's i think it's more of a character episode for virgil and uh, virgil and richie and uh, actually may in fact uh, feature some uh, some some more zap caps based on this uh, this <laughs> this thing I'm getting. So perhaps we hadn't covered the uh, the invention episode yet. So we will look at that next week. And uh, and yes, we will we will toast to the to us polishing off the first season of Static Shock. Zap caps: the secrets of their past and how they came to be. <laughs> next week on the DCAU reveal. Yeah, get uh. a better hook than that. <laughs> But until then, I'm Cal. And I'm Liam. And we will talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review. Bye-bye.